Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, now celebrating its 10th anniversary. This show is brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature Disney wedding updates, money saving tips, and interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney couples. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates 10 years of romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, we are talking all about the pre-park opening bridal portrait sessions that are offered at Walt Disney World and Disneyland for couples who have had Disney's fairy tale weddings. Now, they change the rules on these every couple of years, so I've done multiple shows on this topic, but we're doing a new one to reflect the latest pricing and policies. And my guest this time is Leslie Valencia, who was able to do park shoots at Magic Kingdom and Epcot and also at Disneyland. So she is going to share her experience doing that and fill you guys in on how all of this works. So welcome, Leslie. Hi. Thank you, Carrie. Thank you so much for having me today. Love your podcast. Oh, I'm so glad. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I'm going to start and just go through the basics of the shoots on both coasts because it's a little bit different. And then Leslie is going to also share her experience so you can find out how this works in practice. So let's start with Walt Disney World. That's probably the most popular place to do one of these portrait sessions. The first rule, which has changed in the last two years, is that they now only allow couples who have had an official Disney's fairy tale wedding at any time to book one of these portrait sessions. And what that means is that if you got married 10 years ago at the Yacht Club and had an official Disney's fairy tale wedding, you can book it now. It doesn't matter when you had it, you just have to have had an official Disney's fairy tale wedding. That means Swan and Dolphin doesn't count. Shades of Green doesn't count. It has to be booked and paid for through Disney's fairy tale weddings. Now these portrait sessions take place before the parks open and they are only available for two adults. No children are allowed. I think it's something to do with spoiling the magic because you drive backstage or something like that. But a lot of times people ask, you know, what do I do with my kids? Sometimes they have to get babysitters or they have family members who can look after the kids while they're doing the portrait session. The pricing depends on whether Disney fine art photography has also shot your wedding. So I'll give you an overview here, but all of the pricing for all the different combinations is in chapter eight of the fairy tale weddings guide. So for Magic Kingdom, the cost is $3,000 and it goes down to $2,500 if Disney is also doing the photography for your Disney wedding. For Epcot or Animal Kingdom or Hollywood Studios, the price is $2,000 and the price goes down to $1,700 if Disney shoots your wedding. And then if you want to do Magic Kingdom plus one other park, that's $4,100 and it goes down to $3,200 if Disney has shot your wedding. But there are a bunch of different combinations. If you want to do all the parks, if you want to do Epcot and Animal Kingdom, check out Chapter 8 of the Fairy Tale Weddings Guide for all of the pricing for those different combinations. Now what you get is your photography, it lasts about an hour, and you get a 20 print 6 by 9 inch album, and you can download all the high-res images from a proofing website that they send you. So after they get your images ready, you will get an email and there's a link, and on that website you can choose whether you want to download the low-res images, which 
are good for social media in that they're very small, but they have a watermark on them. But you can also choose to download the high-res images and those don't have the watermark on them. Now, the cost of this portrait session only counts toward your Disney wedding event minimum expenditure if one of two things is happening. One, if you hold it on the same day as your wedding. So if you get up at the crack of dawn, you do your Magic Kingdom part portrait session, maybe you have a first look in your hotel lobby before that, then you have your wedding the same day, the cost of the portrait session is going to count toward your wedding because it's something you're paying Disney for on the day of your wedding. Otherwise, the only way it will count toward your wedding minimum expenditure is if Disney Fine Art Photography is also shooting your wedding. So say you book the park portrait session six days after your wedding because you're there for two weeks. If Disney also shot your wedding, it will still count toward your event minimum. Otherwise, it will be a separate expense that does not count toward the event minimum expenditure for your wedding. Now, you are able to book one of these as soon as you sign your contract with Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings. And they have a 12-month courtesy booking window that lasts until 12 months from your event. So that means that within the first year after your wedding, you can book up to 12 months out for a shoot. So 364 days after your wedding, you could call them and say, hey, I want to do a shoot 12 months from now, and they will book it for you. After that closes, you can book a shoot at any time, but it's only four months out. Now, payment is required in full when you book it, unless it's part of your wedding. So if it's part of your wedding, they put it on the BEO, your banquet event order, which is the Bible of your day. And then it's rolled in with all the other costs. So when you pay your deposit, when you pay your balance, the portrait session cost is included in that. You don't have to come up with the money immediately. But if you got married five years ago and you're doing a shoot as an anniversary gift to yourselves, you would need to pay upfront when you book it. You also have to cancel six or more months out to get a full refund. And they have this whole schedule. So like at two months, you get this much back. At four months, you get this much back. But basically, don't cancel it. <laughs> don't book it until you know you want it. Um, so as I mentioned, the portrait session lasts one hour and it takes place before the park opens. I think a lot of people think that they take place at night because often it is still dark in the morning when these occur, but they actually happen before the park opens. So your pickup time, and they will pick you up from the lobby of your Disney Resort or from the wedding pavilion, your pickup time is going to be anywhere from 5.30 a.m. to 7 a.m., but it depends on what park you're doing and what the schedule of the park is that day. So, you know, when you book it, they have to tell you exactly what your pickup time is for that day. Just because somebody else you know did a shoot, then they got picked up at six, doesn't mean you're gonna be picked up at six. A lot of people also ask, okay, so if I'm getting picked up that early, are all my photos going to be in the dark? There's an easy way to figure this out, and that is to go to Sunrise Sunset or a similar site where you can look up the sunrise times for Orlando using the zip code. And it shows you everything like nautical twilight, twilight, like you'll see the full range of when it starts getting light, if it's going to be fully light, if it's going to be completely dark at the beginning and starting to get light at the end, you can find that out online and that can help you make the decision of when you want to book the portrait session. Because some people want dark pictures because the castle's all lit up and it looks great. And then some people only want daytime pictures. The other thing people ask about is will the Christmas lights be on? So if you do your park shoot around Christmas time, Disney does not guarantee that the lights on the castle will be on during your shoot, but sometimes people get a magic moment and it is on. So it's really a crapshoot there. So if you have your heart set on it, you, they cannot guarantee that that's going to happen. So as I mentioned, they're going to pick you up from your Disney resort, or you can meet them at the wedding pavilion if you're staying off property. And then they are going to drive you backstage into the park where you're doing the shoot. The availability of the shoot depends on the park schedule. 
So usually most of December is blacked out. They don't do photo sessions in December. But the rest of the year, it shouldn't be too hard to get one. It's not like there are tons of people doing them. And in Magic Kingdom, there are three different routes. So technically, they can schedule three different couples for the same day. So you just need to call and find out, you know, what's available for the time of year that you are going. Now, you have to book each park shoot on a separate day. The only exception to this would be if World Showcase in Epcot opens at 11 a.m. In that case, you would actually be able to book Epcot directly after a shoot in another park. But this happens less and less now because they've been opening Epcot so early. So in the old days, you could go to the Magic Kingdom at 5 and then scoot over to Epcot and do a shoot there before World Showcase opened. Now, because of Ratatouille and all that stuff, they're opening it a lot earlier and they're telling couples they have to book Epcot on a separate day. Now, once you've done the shoot, there's normally a four to six week turnaround for the photos. Right now, it's actually six months because they're super understaffed. So hopefully this will improve in the coming months, but right now, four to six weeks is a very low estimate for how long it's going to take to get your photos back. The other thing to know is that you can request a specific Disney's fine art photographer, but they can't guarantee that you'll get any of the requests. You could ask for five different people and you could get none of them. So the way to search for photographers who you might want to request, if you check out DisneyWeddingPodcast.com, you can put their names in the search box at the bottom and see entire weddings and portrait sessions that they've done. Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings Pinterest board also has a few boards for individual photographers, but a lot of them have left and they haven't introduced new boards for the new photographers, so that's a little bit of a crapshoot there. And when you're ready to book, all you have to do is call 407 934 4004, or if you're currently working with a Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings planner or sales consultant, you can have it added to your BEO and book it that way. Okay, so then some specific information about the park shoots at Walt Disney World. Magic Kingdom is the only park that has set routes of spots for photos. So what this means is that you have to pick which group of three photo spots you're going to go use and you have to stick to that and that's so that they can get up to three couples in the park at a time all shooting because it's so popular so route one is the prince charming regal carousel the mad tea party and the wishing well route two is enchanted tales with Belle, be our guest restaurant under the sea journey of the little mermaid and Route 3 is Rapunzel Tower, a.k.a. the Rapunzel Restrooms, and Haunted Mansion, and Pirates of the Caribbean. But all of the routes include the castle. So you start at the castle, then you go off to these other spots, and then sometimes if there's time, you shoot at the castle at the end. But something like Pirates of the Caribbean, you'd be so far afield, you wouldn't be able to go back to the castle. So unfortunately, this means you can't mix and match. Like, oh, I want to do Little Mermaid, but I also want to do the carousel. But sometimes I've interviewed couples who maybe wanted something unconventional, like one couple wanted Tomorrowland. They decided not to do the other spots on their route, so they did the castle, and then they did Tomorrowland. So in that case, talk to your photographer when you are going to the park, and they'll see if they can make it work for you. But in general, it's not possible to mix and match. Now, the other parks, Epcot, Animal Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, they don't have set routes. So you don't have to worry about picking, you know, am I going to do this, that, and the other thing. The only thing you're limited by is distance and time. So if you're in Animal Kingdom, there's not enough time to do Everest and Pandora. You would have to pick one or the other because you would have to walk completely across the park and there wouldn't be time to shoot photos. But other than that, in the Everest area, you can shoot wherever you want. In Pandora, you can shoot wherever you want. There's no specific route that you have to choose from. 
The other thing to know is that Galaxy's Edge in Hollywood Studios prohibits bridal attire. So if you want to do a shoot there, you need to wear something else. Sometimes people Disney bound, which looks really cool, but you can't wear, there's a whole list and it's in my book in chapter eight, but it's like no veils, no bouquets, no flowy white dresses. It's all listed there in the book. So now we're going to talk about bridal portrait sessions at Disneyland before it opens and also California Adventure. These are a little bit different, so we're going to go over the different rules. One thing that is the same is that only couples who have had Disney's fairy tale weddings can book these portrait sessions at Disneyland. However, they have to have been within the last six months, but it's at any park. So like Leslie, you could get married at Walt Disney World, and then you could fly out to California and within six months of your wedding and do a portrait session at Disneyland or California Adventure. Also like Walt Disney World, it's only available for two people and no children are allowed. Now, the pricing is a bit different. At Disneyland and California Adventure, you actually pick up to two locations, and then you pay per location. So it ranges from $3,000 to $6,000 per location. And then the actual photography is an extra cost. So you are booking through Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings these one or two locations, and you pay for those. And then you get to pick your own photographer from a list of approved photo vendors and pay them directly for the actual photography. So what you're going to get, you know, albums, prints, whatever, it's going to vary by who you pick. But what is very cool about this is that you're picking from a list of actual professional outside photographers who shoot weddings at Disneyland all the time, and you're going to get the person who you want, the person that you book, because it's just like booking an outside vendor at Walt Disney World. So that to me, even though it's more expensive than Walt Disney World, I love that it's so much more flexible and you can actually pick a photographer who does the style you like and be guaranteed that you're going to get that photographer and not have it be a crapshoot. So you can pick up to two locations per park and you have to book each park on a separate day. Park approval is required, which is different than at Walt Disney World, and it can take several weeks to get approval. So you kind of put in your requests and then you have to wait and see if the park approves what you've asked for. The other thing to know is that, like at Walt Disney World, most of these locations that you pick at Disneyland are exteriors only. So you're not going to be getting on any attractions or rides except the ones in Fantasyland, but because it's Disneyland, that costs extra. <laughs> so if you want to have photos inside Small World or in a teacup or something, there's an extra charge for that. Otherwise, you're just going to be standing out front of the attractions. I guess at Walt Disney World, you can go into the queue for Pirates of the Caribbean and for Haunted Mansion at no extra cost, which is kind of cool. So like Walt Disney World, though, they do not allow bridal attire in Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland either. So again, Disney bounding is great. If you don't care about not wearing your tux and your gown, go for it. Galaxy's Edge is a great place to get photos. The cost of the approved photo vendors varies but they, it starts around $1,000. So figure on spending at least $1,000 on top of the costs for the locations that you want at Disneyland. Like Walt Disney World, these shoots last about an hour and they take place before the park opens. And on the West Coast, they have to end by 7 a.m. So it doesn't matter what time the park opens, it, you have to be done by 7 a.m. You will get picked up at any Disneyland Resort Hotel lobby and driven into the park, which is very cool. And then if you want to request one of these, it's a little bit different. If you're having a wedding at Disneyland, of course, you would just tell your wedding planner and he or she would put it on your BEO. If, say, you're having your wedding at Walt Disney World, 
the way they suggest booking one of these is to go to DisneyWeddings.com's Contact Us page, and then you select Wedding as your event type and Disneyland Resort as the location. And then in the Anything Else section, you let them know that you're interested in a photo shoot and someone will get back to you. It's not quite as streamlined as Walt Disney World, but it's also a much more personal experience at Disneyland. So after going through all of that, let's talk to Leslie about what her experience was like doing these photo shoots on both coasts. So Leslie, how did you guys decide that you wanted to do portrait sessions at both Walt Disney World and Disneyland? Yeah, great question. Well, since we did our wedding at Disney World, we really thought, you know, it'd be appropriate to do the park shoot there. And I also really love the 50th anniversary castle. Like the moment they revealed those photos, I was in love. Like I know it's kind of controversial, but I love it so much. So I knew I wanted photos with the 50th anniversary look to it itself. So that's why we chose Disney World, Magic Kingdom. And Epcot, most of my photos honestly was in Italy because me and my husband, it's our favorite place in the world. We really, really wanted something to highlight Italy. Fun fact, before knowing that a Disney World wedding was even feasible for us, we were like, let's just elope in Italy. So, you know, I feel like just doing the photo session in Epcot, Italy was perfect for us. In terms of doing the Disneyland photo shoot, it just really made sense to us and maybe more to me because I'm a big Disney person. Disneyland is my home park. I live in California, always go to Disneyland at least like twice a year. And I don't know, when people ask like Disneyland, Disney World, I'm just very biased. I really love the fact that Walt Disney himself stepped foot in the park. It just feels like it holds a lot of magical history to me. So it was a no-brainer to me. I was like, if I can do a Disneyland photo shoot, I'm going to do it. That was my dream from the very, very start. That's awesome. Yeah, I agree about Disneyland. And it's fun to see the locations there. Everything's on such a smaller, more intimate scale that it isn't like Disney World where you have to be, you know, they shoot your picture from miles away in order to get that huge Mm -hmm. castle in the background. (laughs) (laughs) So then what day of the week and time of day did you do each of your shoots at Magic Kingdom and Epcot? So Magic Kingdom Epcot, we did both of the shoots on the same day, and this took place on a Monday, early February. So we did the Magic Kingdom from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. It honestly went a little over 7 a.m., so that was great. And afterwards, I did do a dress change between both of these shoots. The dress change was available for me for $125, so it allowed us to have a separate 30 minutes to change for my fall gown dress. It's a big poofy. And it allowed me to change into the mermaid dress without using up the photography time itself. And we were able to actually do my dress change in the family restroom in Morocco, which I feel like I never knew that was going to be a thing. I thought we were just going to have to do it in the general restroom. So I was really happy with the family restroom because it's roomier. And so it did allow me to be more comfortable when changing from one dress to the other dress. And then we finished off in Epcot. That finished slightly before 9 a.m., The guests were trickling in, like as you mentioned, France was our last location, so people wanted to get in line for the Ratatouille ride. Initially, I started to get a little nervous when I saw the guests come in, but Michael Vu, who was our photographer, was really great at capturing our photos without the day guests. And I feel like the day guests themselves, they're just so excited to see a couple, right? A wedding couple, and they're very respectful, so they wanted to move out of the way so we can get those beautiful pictures in front of the fountain in France. So it ended up being totally fine for us. Oh, that's so great to hear. Now, did you request Michael Vu? Yeah. So originally, we actually requested three photographers. I think I sent my request in maybe around two months before the wedding. I initially requested for Stephanie Cadwell, Jacob, and then Michael. And little did we know, Stephanie actually left fine art photography a week before our wedding. So 
it was totally fine though because we were fortunate enough to have her and Jacob we ended up doing a Harry Potter shoot over at Universal so I ended up meeting Stephanie and Jacob in another way and in regarding to our Walt Disney photo shoot we actually weren't told ever who our photographer was going to be I emailed my planner a few times that she just said they didn't know totally fine got in the car and I was so happy to see Michael and his photography assistant Angela because they were just both beyond amazing. Michael was so much fun to work with, saw a lot of his photos in the Disbride pages ahead of time. So I was really happy with that. So, you know, it ended up all working out and he kept us laughing the entire time. That's wonderful. Now, which route did you choose at Magic Kingdom? So for Magic Kingdom, we chose Route 2 specifically because I found the Alfred Angelo Bell to a six dress. So that was my dream dress in high school. So fortunate I found it. And I really wanted all the photos from the Be Our Guest restaurant. Specifically, I wanted a photo next to the mural. And back then, I think they were a bit stricter on COVID rules because they said we weren't allowed to actually go into the inside the uh, restaurant because, you know, indoor kind of location. So we were able to go like next to the door enough for us to get like our bodies and the mural in the photo. So it ended up working perfectly fine. So I'm really happy that, you know, this was the one request we had and it was made. And yeah, because the hour goes by really, really fast. We told Michael ahead of time, you know, it's totally fine if we don't take any photos at Ariel's and just to prioritize the Be Our Guest restaurant. That's interesting. And so did you make it to Ariel's? No, we never made it to Ariel. <laughs> and then in Epcot, you said you mostly wanted to do Italy. Did you get to any other countries? Yeah. So Epcot, probably we spent maybe 85% of our time in Italy. And afterwards, we just wanted like a quick photo inside Morocco because it's just so beautiful. The tiles are amazing. So we snapped like maybe three photos and then ran to France because we saw that the guests were coming. And I really wanted a photo in front of that castle, you know, with the whole the Paris like in the background. So yeah, we captured a few pictures in the end towards there. But majority of the time was spent in Italy. Got it. Okay. And how long did it take to get your photos back? So as a lot of people know, originally we heard that photos would take, I think it was 10 to 12 weeks. So I remember I had it on my calendar, 12 week mark landed on May the 2nd, immediately like emailed Disney like, hey, it's been 12 weeks, like where are the photos? And, you know, since they've been really busy, they ended up telling us that, you know, we had to wait to the end of July. And it was true, we waited to the end of July. So we ended up waiting a total of five months for our photos back. And it was a really long and hard wait. Like I know a lot of other couples experience the same thing, but in our situation, and I'm sure many other people, we were really happy with the photos that we got back. That's great. Can you talk a little bit about how the booking process was for you with Disneyland? Because you were actually working with a wedding planner at Walt Disney World. Yeah. So early back in 2020, pre-COVID, we were originally having a Disney cruise wedding. So back then I asked my cruise wedding planner, like, hey, I really want to do some Disneyland photo shoots. Like I see you guys allow for Disney World. What about Disneyland? And it wasn't really questioned. It was just like, okay, yeah, you want a Disneyland photo shoot? Sure. So she put us in contact immediately with a salesperson who was part of the Disneyland wedding team. And I know we're going to talk about prices in a little, but immediately they sent me the pricing list and everything. And I was a bit sticker shocked and I was like, mm, maybe we wait a little until we save some money for this. So we put that in a pause. And two years later, afterwards, we ended up having our Disney World wedding, save some money. And then we decided like, hey, this is a good time to do a Disneyland photo shoot. And we actually did Disneyland photo shoot in July, this past July. 
And funny enough, it was just because I was going to Disneyland myself because I wanted to get a Disney tattoo from a local artist. So once I booked the Disneyland trip, my tattoo artist and everything, I decided, you know, to reach out to Disneyland, their wedding team, just telling them like, hey, I have a trip coming up in two months. Like, is there any way at all that you can accommodate us to do a photo shoot? And immediately, I feel like their communication is just so fast. Like immediately within a few hours, they sent us an updated PDF form with their current prices for both the Disneyland and Disney California photo shoots. And we weren't super surprised, but yes, their prices did increase quite a bit. Like for example, back in 2020, they quoted me that the castle photo shoot would be $4,000 and now it was $6,000. So that was quite, you know, price hike right there. But I was really, really adamant that I wanted these photos done. <laughs> I love Disneyland and I was like, let's just do it. So told them that we would do it. It took them a little over like a week and a half-ish somewhere around there for them to get approval for Disneyland that we could do the castle photo shoot location. And during the wait time, I was just busy away looking through their approved photographers to pick which one suited best our style. And did you do any other locations at Disneyland or just mostly the castle? So with the Disneyland photo shoot, the nice thing about it is that there's a combined area. So the first one, of course, is Sleeping Beauty Castle, and it combines with Fantasy Fair, which is, I guess, like the Rapunzel Tower version of Disney World. And it also includes Snow White Wishing Well. And the last place that it includes is the partner statue. So that all encompasses a $6,000 package for that. Oh, that's great. And did they make you pay the session fee when you booked or on the day of the shoot? Or how did that work? So they made us pay in between those times. So we already had everything approved. Everything was good. And then they sent us like, I believe maybe like two or three weeks before the actual shoot itself, they sent us the bill or the session fee and we paid it then. Cool. Okay. And do you remember how many photographers there were on their list? I believe there were five different photographer companies to choose from, from the Disneyland approved list. And we ended up going with White Rabbit, which in California is the most popular Disneyland photographers. That's great. What did they charge for their portion of the shoot? And what kinds of stuff did you get, like prints or albums or uh, images? Yeah. So for White Rabbit and just know ahead of time, like they might change their prices at some point in the future. So this might be different later on. But the charge to do the castle shoot for them was $1,200 if you did the photography specifically with their owner, whose name is Jenna. And we did ask for Jenna. She wasn't available on our day. I believe she had another wedding that day. So you can also like choose any of her associates or team members, and that is $1,000. So we ended up doing that because we really loved white photography. They have a very colorful, like bubbly kind of style to them. So we ended up choosing Aaron and Brie, and we were just really happy with that choice. Like we were able to look them up on their Instagram pages ahead of time just to make sure like that was the photography style we were happy with. Oh, that's great. Did you get any albums or just the images? Just the images to download. I'm sure there is another package for prints and albums, but we just wanted the photos. Right. Okay. Now, what day of the week and time of day was your Disneyland shoot? So we were able to actually use the wedding dressing room at the Grand California to do hair and makeup from 3 to 5 a.m. And then we actually met our lead event guide at the Grand California lobby at 5.30 a.m. And our castle shoot at Disneyland ended up being on a Friday, and this was from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. Interesting. And how did you find a hair and makeup artist out in California? So that was a person I already knew ahead of time because I did do engagement photos at Disneyland in, back in 2021. So it was just a year ago. I did it a year ago and I contacted her right away again. Her name was Kelly Artistry. 
I contacted her right away and I told her like, hey, we're doing Disneyland photo shoots. And I think she was more excited, honestly, than I was. So she <laughs> jumped into it and she was like, yeah, let's do this. And yeah, that's how I got into contact with her. That's wonderful. How did you find her originally? So originally, I believe it was just through Yelp. Yeah, I think it was Yelp. I was looking for like engagement photo shoots, uh, makeup artists, and she came up and she's someone that does a lot of like bridal looks and she can do either like natural looks, she can do like very showy looks. Like I wanted definitely like dramatic eyes and stuff like that. So she does it all. She's very talented and the sweetest person in the world. That's awesome. So after you've done them on both coasts, do you have one that you prefer over the other? Yeah, so... Personally, but I'm very biased, right? So personally, <laughs> I did prefer Disneyland. It is my home park. And there are other reasons why I did prefer Disneyland over Disney World. But just to be clear, this has nothing at all to do with the quality of the photos. We love all our photos from Michael from Disney World. But definitely the first one, and I think the biggest one for us is, you know, that stress of not knowing who the Disney World photographer was to like the moment we got in the van. That was like a nice feeling, right? Like, I feel like going up to the day, we were just like wondering, like, who's it going to be? Who is it going to be? And instead with Disneyland, like you mentioned earlier, we had the choice to pick White Rabbit. And we told them ahead of time, like, we wanted you guys to photograph it. So they put us in contact with Erin, our photographer. And I actually was able to have like a one hour phone conversation with her. And we went through like every single photos that was really important to be captured. So it was just really great knowing ahead of time, like there was a big planned out schedule. Like we're going to get this photo behind the mural, this one next to the statue. You want it oh, like this, you want it blurry in the background. So it was just good because I think like I'm a plan planner type of person. So this was a good fit. Yeah, that's a really good point. So definitely with Disneyland, it also felt a bit more like a VIP experience because we had the park to our complete self and we didn't have to worry about rushing to certain locations in case another couple wanted to take photos there. Like when you get approval from Disneyland, they make sure that there is no other wedding couple at all in that morning. So that was pretty nice because I remember at Epcot, when we wanted to get photos in Italy, that's what I emphasize. And they told us like, hey, but Italy is very, very popular. So we're going to have to rush from Magic Kingdom to Italy, try to make sure that you guys are the first couple there. So it just felt like a little bit of a race versus like at Disneyland, we just knew we were the only couple of the day and we didn't really have to worry about it. And going back to your point about Disneyland being a smaller park, we also didn't spend that much time, you know, walking from one photo location to the other. So definitely it was just nicer not to, I guess, like burn that many calories that early in the morning, but also to know that we're going to focus on getting the photos that we wanted instead of speed walking around the, the park. That's a good point. And you probably got more photos because of that. I mean, I hope so. I haven't received my photos back yet, but it definitely felt like we did. <laughs> and then I think like lastly, the other thing that I definitely think is a big difference between Disneyland and Disney World is that in Disneyland, we did have around three to five Disney event coordinators frequently talking to each other, like via walkie talkie, just following us everywhere that we went. So it made us feel like very VIP, but they were like talking to each other the whole time, making sure everything was running smoothly, making sure that their photo areas were blocked from the other cast members. So we wouldn't get interrupted during our photo session. So it did feel a bit more organized in that sense. Interesting. Well, Leslie, I appreciate your sharing all this great information and tips for anyone who's interested in doing a bridal portrait session in Florida or in California, and I appreciate your taking the time. Yeah, thank you, Carrie. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. Past shows and tons of photos for each episode are available on my website, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. 
or listen in your favorite podcast app. And for instant answers to all your Walt Disney World wedding questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com.